Good afternoon, or if you're in the Toronto area, good evening. It is October 16, 2020. A 15-year era in San Jose comes to the end as Joe Thornton has signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Welcome to Teal Town Live. This is your live interactive show. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in our YouTube channel on the page or the app, and of course follow us on the social at Teal Town USA, and of course hit us up on our website at tealtownusa.com. Pleased to be joined by AJ Strong. And now. And I am Eric Curry. You can follow me at puckguy 14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Um, so, AJ, your, your reaction to uh, what occurred about, well, now about three hours ago when uh, the news came out that Joe Thornton will be wearing maple leaf blue uh, whenever the NHL wants to come back. Yeah, right. Uh, my reaction, uh, fuck them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've been saving that all and day. And to our maple leaf viewers, <laughs> please hit subscribe. Oh, no. Uh, no, of course you're going to miss the old man, but look, it's, it's, it's so funny that there are some people out there that are sitting here, oh my God, I can't believe he's leaving or whatever. Uh, you guys weren't paying attention. You weren't reading the tea leaves. Uh, if you, you know, follow Kurz, specifically actually Kurz, uh, he more than <laughs> several times has said how much Jumbo was unhappy by not being moved at the deadline, especially after seeing, you know, Dylan get moved and Marlowe and Goodrow. I mean, there was a lot of pieces that left this team and Marlowe, or I'm sorry, Thornton seemed a bit perplexed. Uh, and again, you, you listen to a lot of the things that Kurt said, he was tilted about not getting moved. And I don't know that this uh, had a, a huge impact, but perhaps a scotch, if you will. Um, but, dude, uh, I mean, to me, this was expected. If you've listened to some earlier pucknologists, uh, you know, we, we talked about this. And part of it was, you know, look, my, my money was that he was not coming. He, right. uh, you know, Jumbo was just tilted and there was a lot of speculation that there was a deal for him to go to Dallas and somehow that got nixed and it's weird like because based on who you talk to it's you know one rumor mill says well Doug Wilson nixed it for whatever reason uh then it's a scout in Dallas nixed it for some some whatever reason or if you listen to another rumor, I want to say, God, I wish I could remember the gentleman who writes for The Athletic, who uh, covers, I want to say Sean Shapiro, uh, but I believe he had an article and it even talked about there was an earlier deal on the books for Thornton to go to Dallas. And this is years ago. This is, and in fact, the, oh, the quote, yeah, yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly, was it was like, you know, Thornton and nixed the deal because and he was and it was right during the time that he was in a big fuck you with with the general manager, and if you remember, I'm assuming this goes back to the whole thing of you know Jumbo, um, 
be, you know, the quote I think from Doug Wilson was, you know, well, Jumbo tends to lash out or something. And I had to do with his captaincy being removed and it's, oh, Jumbo can lash out from time to time. And then Jumbo, well, how did he respond? He lashed out <laughs> and said, Doug Wilson, you know, needs to stop lying or needs to keep quiet or so. I can't remember the exact, ladies and gentlemen, this is what Google has been invented for. Right. If you're not exactly sure, go Google it. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I'm just, I think he really wanted to go to a contender and he was really pissed off that it didn't happen. And the weird part of that, the rumor with Dallas, um, and I hate, I hate swimming in the rumor mill. Right. But it, but it was an interesting rumor that I, th I'm trying to remember where I read it and that's not going to happen because it's like, it's, I'm reading Shang, I'm reading Kurz, I'm reading Pichelle. I got too many things. Um, but if memory serves, somebody had said like Wilson, or at least there was speculation was, could you imagine if how the fans would react if Joe Thornton had been moved to Dallas and the stars who <laughs> did come this damn close to winning the whole thing. Uh, could you imagine the heat that the fans would put on Doug Wilson if he had moved Thornton there and Dallas wins the whole thing and you've got both Pavelski, the guy you couldn't find the money to sign and your other former captain both winning there. That would be a lot of heat for Doug Wilson to take, my friend. Yeah, it's it's it'd be really rough uh, for Doug. I I thought just let alone when Pavelski were to have lifted the cup, I think that would have been a huge yeah. one, just because of how beloved uh, Pavelski was was loved here. I mean, throw. I mean, no offense to Pavs, and, and I think you could talk about the three of them, Marlowe, you know, especially when he went to Toronto, really, originally, Pavelski and then Thornton. You know, if any of those guys had won the cup, you know, I, I think there's a lot of heat on, on on saying, you know, we let him go too early. We let him go too early. And you and I are both on agreement that you need to uh, get rid of guys uh, a year before, you know, before the, Bill Walsh, yeah, the Bill Walsh theory. Yeah, dump a guy a year too early rather than a year too late. I am a firm subscriber in the Bill Walsh philosophy in that regard. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, <laughs> dude's forty-one. I don't think anybody's going. You know, maybe the Sharks are letting go of him a little too early. No one's saying. No, this. no, no, not at, not at forty-one years old. Um, yeah. So let's get to some of the comments in the chat, and we'll get to some of the comments that the, the Sharks players said. Uh, Christian Ruiz, AJ's fugum, uh, made me spit out my beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sleeping Mofo wondering, so where's the Jumbo jersey burning ceremony as long as they're Fanatics jerseys? Just kidding. Uh, uh, Cardiac, of course, doubles up with the how about just a plain Fanatics burning party? <laughs> I got no problems with that. Uh, Whitakow91, do you think uh, he comes back if we're somehow competitive by the trade deadline? 
<laughs> now it would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, but my my thinking is is what if Toronto's really all in and and they want to bring back the, their other dad, Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> Welcome to the reboot of the sitcom My Two Dads. Right? Um, I don't. I, I see the only way, and and it, it's an interesting idea. The only way I could possibly even consider seeing something bizarre like that happen, which would be the ultimate sharks are going to shark moment. The only way I can see that happening is if the NHL has like a 70 game schedule. If it's super compressed where it's like 48, I just can't see the sharks moving Marlowe before he breaks Gordie Howe's record. I just can't. Yeah. I, I, it'd be really tough for them to do really tough for yeah. them to do because that, I think, I think the org really wants that to happen in the San Jose uniform for sure. Uh, Al, of course saying, I guess no heat for good. We're winning a cup. Well, maybe a little bit, but maybe that, that first round pick kind of eases things just to skosh, right? I mean, that helps, but it's like, of course there's no heat for winning a cup. Dude, there was no heat just because, like, everybody was shocked. They're like, wait, we got a first-round pick for this guy? (laughs) Yeah, no, that was, no. But it's, again, it all had to do more with the fact that, you know, it it was all based around Pavelski. Oh, big time, big time. Uh, So... Uh, it's a one-year deal, seven hundred thousand, so league minimum. He's he's got um, same as Marlowe, same as Nieto, yeah, and and he's got the um, I guess he's got some he's got maybe some incentives if I if I read that correctly. Uh, what for facial hair or yeah, like yeah, so statistics for facial hair? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's you know there's going to be some bonuses you know give him his cookies, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's a bare minimum deal. Look, he, I think he's going to enjoy playing in front of his, you know, it's in basically, I don't want to, I don't want to say outright, say his hometown, but look, to, fact of the matter is Toronto right now on paper, just based on, on Vegas projections, when it comes to Toronto's. Uh, you know, projection for finishing higher than the Sharks, significant. You know, if you look at Vegas, uh, I think what the last odds I saw were sixty to one. Had them basically, I think, in the bottom twelve team, basically in the bottom third of the league. Right. Uh, you know, if if you know that this is like your last shot at it, you know, you don't want to go out with a like a fart in an elevator. Don't want to go out with a whimper. I mean, at least uh, you're going to be playing. It's going to be easy for the folks to watch you, have a good time out there. Who knows what Marlowe said? Yeah. You know, who Who much, how much did Marlowe impart to Thornton to say, dude, it, you know what? They know how to treat people. And, it, you know, I had a really good time for my two years and blah, 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 blah. Uh, here's the thing that no one has actually said anything about yet. And this is just me just sticking the needle in the side. How pissed are Sharks fans going to be if that first game that the Maple Leafs play at SAP and fans aren't allowed in because of COVID? Oh, <laughs> oh man. man. 
dude, that's going to suck. That that's if we're allowed to see the Maple Leafs because most likely we're hearing, you know, they're playing oh, in the, the Canadian division and they may not be true. able to get down. That throws another that's wrench true. into things. But hopefully, maybe, and we all know how much Commissioner Bettman has say in the scheduling, especially early on, since he made the quick arrangement of the reverse sweep and let's like, oh, put the Sharks against the Kings the following opening night while they raise their banner. Yeah, thanks, Bettman. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, they figure out that they move this game to later in the year. Because, I mean... If, if you're going to have the Canadian team well, you, move down, you better make sure that you try to get fans in the stands for that one. Well, you can't move it too far because you don't want Marlo and Thornton on the same team at that time. You want them oh. to take the face off against each other. No. <laughs> because, dude, I'm sitting here behind me. You can't see it right now because of the way that the this photo is framed. But uh, there there's a photo on my wall oh, yeah. that has... Nabby dropping the puck, you know, it's Nabby, it's an alumni night, Nabby dropping the puck between Pavelski as the captain of the Sharks, Marlowe is a member of the Maple Leafs, uh, bro, <laughs> you know that when the Sharks play the Leafs, it's going to be, you know, Couture taking it against Jumbo, you know they're putting him out there for that photo op, uh, and now I'm just like, God damn it, there's another photo I'm going to have to try to get signed and blah, blah, blah. But anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I actually wonder, maybe they put Marlowe out there for the face-off against Thornton. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Actually, no, that's a better – no, absolutely. I think that that's absolutely what you do uh, maybe, in that situation. Hey, Richie, drop it. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, hold on. I saw something in the chat that, that was interesting to me. Uh, Doug needs to address third center now, Halla or Granlund, please. Um, I, dude, I, I've been saying it for a while as jerk. I would love, loves me some Halla. I don't know. Two things. First off, I don't know that the Sharks, I don't think they want to spend the remaining money that they have. I think they want to look at what they have. I feel like this is going to be a bit of a replay of last year where, I mean, Doug Wilson has kind of all but said it that the, the youth are going to get another opportunity. They obviously didn't make much of it last season, but they're going to get an opportunity to show that they're a year older, hopefully a year wiser, blah, blah, blah. Let's see what they can do. So whether it's Shellman or Gregor or hell, Patrick Marlowe, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen with the third center and fourth center. Gambrell, obviously another option. We'll see. But that's the thing, you know, when I... Talking to jerk class technologists, the 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 top six, I'm not super thrilled about, but you know, Couture, Kane, Meyer, Donato, um, LeBanc, sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the bottom six scares the living hell out of me. And now that you've you taken away another veteran presence. Um, it, it should be interesting to watch and maybe that's why Wilson is still holding on to the little cap space that he has left. Maybe it's also the fact that he wants to hold on to that cap space because maybe Middleton, Kanizev, whoever that they end up, uh, whoever stands out at training camp to match up with Ferraro. Right. There's that, you know, there, there are some options there. Uh, but 
you know, I mean, Kurz said it earlier. I, in fact, I was saying it before Kurz put it out there. I'm, I look at this roster on paper. Do I think it's going to perform better than last year? Well, if you just take injuries out of the equation, you would hope. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I still don't think this is a playoff team. I and and I said it before. I think this is going to be kind of a redo of fourteen fifteen. This is a transition year. Yeah, uh, and, you know? and I, I think I've mentioned it to you before with it being in oh three oh four being a transition year and maybe start of of building up the younger guys up. That you know, if they play you know ridiculous like they did a couple of years ago, where Timo had thirty. Uh, Vander had over 30. I mean, where these guys just had went goal scoring crazy. Yeah, I think they can do it. But the youngsters need to show up day one of camp, whether or not they have a development camp or not, or or just come out training camp to compete. And, you know, we heard Doug Wilson on the media call. He wants competition in the in camp. And you <laughs> These guys need to show up after what, after what they did last at training camp. These guys need to show up, or else they're they're looking for somebody else quickly. And there's other pieces to the puzzle where you just can't sit sit back and be like, mm, Chekovich, you know, Shemilevsky. Well, that's it. Okay, I'm good. It should be interesting to see if the NHL gives the seven teams that weren't in the playoff bubble if they get an extra couple of weeks or something of, uh, of camp in order to try to help them out a little bit and balance out, you know, everybody's fitness level. I liked what uh, sleepy mofo put in the chat. That's Kurz was suggesting a uh, hand to Mark. I don't know why or how he came to the conclusion when he's had no experience in the NHL. I, I understand what you're saying, but if memory serves, I think hand to Mark is like 27, 28. I mean, he's an older guy. So, you know, if, if you don't think he's ready to like perform at this level, I don't, I don't know why you keep him. Yeah. Uh, you know, at this point, especially when you have so much youth in the pipeline, but right. And Anthony, what are you going to, and Anthony also mentioned Hannah makes sense as a fourth liner. My concern is we are hoping, uh, for too many things to, <laughs> in the lineup that LeBanc and Donato are top six wingers that kids can fill the, fill the bottom or yeah, as, but or as second six. But that's what last season was. Yeah, it was it was hope and a prayer, and instead it ended up being Murphy's Law. Just everything that could go wrong, go wrong did go wrong. You, I mean, your tanking is on the goddamn opening night roster. When you saw that, I think you had to have been like, Jesus Christ, really? Oh. Uh, you know, three games in, after Marlowe, <laughs> I'm not trying to, like, you know, blow my own horn here. Marlowe. <laughs> literally told me, <laughs> you know, I was at a practice, saw Marlo following the uh, uh, captain's eyes and Marlo's coming out. And I straight up asked him, so when are you throwing back a teal Jersey, you know, when's that, when's that coming back on? And he straight up said, you know, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. It's not looking good. And then what happens? <laughs> Sharks drop three games and all of a sudden the return of Patrick Marlo. So <laughs> Strange things can happen. Again, I'm surprised at this point. Marco Mueller hasn't been given an opportunity <laughs> to come back. <laughs> but yeah. whatever. And I know people are uh, talking about Duclair. I mean, again, I, I feel, and, and, and gee, Kevin Curse has kind of said the same yeah. thing, is that, you know, I, it, it seems like 
Doug Wilson, based on the calls that he's had with the media, he seems at this point that this is the roster that he wants. This, whether he's going to come out and say it or not, again, I go back to this feels like 14-15. The youth are going to get opportunities. This is going to be a transitional season. And what, what else does that do? It takes us into the Seattle expansion draft. Maybe based on that, you're able to get rid of Burns, whether you find a, a dance partner at the trade deadline, whether you expose him, which would piss me off. Like I'm more than happy to, to get Burns off of this roster to free up that eight mil who wouldn't, right. but the guy still has some stuff in the tank. He's still a valuable asset. I would very much hope rather than just not protecting him and exposing him and just letting him go. I would hope that the Sharks could find some sort of a situation to get value back for him at the deadline, provided that the Sharks at that point are well out of the playoff picture. Uh, again, who knows? Stranger things have happened, my friends. Uh, that you know that it could be a fact of like Meyer and LeBanc don't look strong at right wing in the first couple, uh, first few weeks or whatever, and somebody comes, you know, <laughs> comes up. Hey, what about what about putting Burns back and forward, yo? And that, you know, and that not could that start again. a whole new thing. Not, not again. Yeah, I, I would I'll, hope I'll, not, <laughs> especially if Merkley proves out of, through twenty games that he's already able to make the jump. Right. Then that you know that stirs just to scotch more. Well, and that adds on a whole lot more. And yeah, I that's where I can actually say, okay, let's let's try Burnsy there. But uh, <laughs> are, we, are we supposed to be talking about Joe Thornton? All of a well, sudden, this yeah, turned into like what the Sharks are going to be next well, year. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of in the sense because I think a lot of people had it planned third line center. A couple of comments yeah. in the chat. California is Don's coin making coming. No, and Elden, we we should boot you for this hashtag hot bod. Uh, Jesus Christ! You know, Athena to see you and such. But uh, yeah, let's get back to Jumbo because I mean, after all, uh, you know. The guys, the guy was here, got traded in the middle of a game between the Sharks and the Stars. I, I'm sure you can go back with some memories here, but November 30th, 2005, they're in the midst of a nine-game winless streak. You know, this team comes back from a comes back from the lockout after their best season ever, and just gets completely shell shocked. And then, you know, then we hear Randy Hans like, "Okay, where where's um." Why is Jim Fahey playing? Why is Nico Dimitrakos playing? Oh, something must be happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You see, it's like Sturm, Stewart, Primo. <laughs> you know, and, wait, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you know, but he's, uh, you know, I mean, if memory serves, uh, the last, I mean, you know, obviously when Marlowe was moved, he was the last shark to wear the original sharks jersey, and now Jumbo, if memory serves, is the last shark to wear the second generation jersey. Yeah, I mean, is that is that right? Yeah, is that fair? I mean, that's fair. Jumbo Jumbo wore that one for his first two years, even the black alternate with you know the teal and white chevrons on the shoulder on the thing. Uh, the only ones he hasn't worn were were the two originals from ninety one yeah. and ninety eight. Um, so it, it's, yeah, so it's, 
<clears throat> now Marlo's back, so again, <laughs> we still have a shark on the team that's worn, you know, every jersey. But uh, yeah, that's it does kind of end a little bit, you know, when Marlo is gone from this team, you'll finally, you know, have an era where there's no shark on the team that wore the original one. And now with Marlo gone, or I mean with Thornton gone, and then Marlo be gone, then you'll, that, that'll be it, yeah. you know, from that, that era, if you will. And then, uh, well, no, actually, well, I take that back. Mark Edward Vlasic. He came in the last year of, of uh, he did he did wear the yeah, second gen yeah you're uh, right I remember that yeah and uh, you know but but go, let's go through memories uh, of Jumbo here I mean uh, of course I remember the Jumbo slide against L A um, who doesn't I mean should be a bobblehead right. bobble leg yeah. something <laughs> just make, I mean, like come just on. have a big old island and just have him slide a little bit or something dude dude I'm I I can't even remember. I can't even remember the team that the game was against, but the pass. Oh, Dallas. The one that was right to, to Marlowe in the, well, just right to Marlowe in the crease where Ramenda even like pondered. He's like, dude, I don't even think he looked. I think he saw Marlowe's reflection in the glass <laughs> and, so, you know, just blind past it. That one was sweet. Uh, you've got that. I mean, you obviously have, uh, for me, one of the best jumbo memories, obviously, is going to be uh, the off-the-record comments in a Vancouver dressing room <laughs> that uh, you know made somehow made them so you know made their ways public, uh, even though Jumbo wasn't in the scrum at the time. But this is following Hurdle's you know four-goal game against New York, and somebody asked Marlowe, uh, I forget the name of the reporter, but asked Marlowe something along the lines of, you know, did you think Hurdle was showboating or there's been speculation on that? We all know about what Adam Oates said, um, disrespecting the game and BS like that. And I just love that when Marlowe heard that question or when Jumbo heard that question of Marlowe, Jumbo was just like, you know, shut the F up. You know, have you ever suited up? Have you ever played the game? No, you know, then shut the F up. Yeah. If I score four goals, my you know, my rooster would be out. It would be out, and I'd be stroking it if I scored four goals. Right. So, I mean, dude, that's just one of the best jumbo memories ever. You know, and it had nothing to do specifically with like his performance or him on the ice, and it was it was off the record. And the fact that that those comments have spawned a meme that has taken on a life of its own where it's, you know, jumbo cradling a rooster. And every time he scores, it's always okay. One down three to go, right. you know? And, exactly. and then, and then wasn't there a game against Boston a season or two ago where he had three goals and everybody was like losing oh, their shit. Man. <laughs> I, I was, I was afraid that we, we'd probably get in trouble in terms of service that night. If he scored the fourth, my goodness. But yeah, that was Boston. I think it was 2019. February, February 18th, 2019. Cause I have the puck on the warm-up puck from that game sitting on my wall because I've been holding that puck hoping to get Jumbo to sign that because he got and obviously that's going to be a little more difficult to do now but uh you know either way it's spawned a whole meme it's fantastic um it, that was Jason Botchford uh a great he's actually a great yeah. reporter uh rest in peace to to him but yeah, I mean that dude passed away. Yeah, yeah, he passed away about Shit. about a couple a year and a half ago, unexpectedly. 
Uh-huh. Does anybody know where Jumbo was when that happened? <laughs> no, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, no. Um, um, but no, yeah, there's just so many. I mean, anytime he scored, it was just Jumbo passed it to the net. Giants. You know, that's always been the long running <laughs> joke. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, you're going to miss a, a good amount of that. And just what he brought to the team. I mean, having I mean, let's be honest, nobody really had outside. Well, except for that year, Jonathan Chichu. I mean, how many times did he set up Cheech on his 56 goal season? I nobody saw. I don't, I don't think we ever had a 40 goal score prior to that. And and, no. and the numbers that Jumbo put up were were for the Sharks astonishing and ridiculous. I mean, he won the Art Ross that year. First time the Sharks ever had a Hart Trophy winner as league MVP. Dude. Winning both the Ross and the Hart, if memory serves, he, again, Google is your friend, and I don't have it in front of me right now. If memory serves, Joe Thornton is the only person in the NHL to win the Ross between in a season where he played for two different teams mm-hmm. and the Hart where he played a season with two different teams. That's that's. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, 250. And I'll, I'll let you. Yeah, hold on. I'll let, go ahead. Throw this up there for a second while I grab a refreshment. You go for it. Uh, 251 goals, 804 assists, 1,055 points in in 1,104 games, nearly a point a game uh, in the regular season for the Sharks uh, since his debut in 2005. Uh, again, like we said, the 2006 Art Ross and Hart Trophy winner. Uh, you know, first all-time rankings in assists plus minus, and since AJ's not here, I can make the joke. All-time in facial hair, uh, second in points and games played, uh, and then fourth in goals and game-winning goals, and that's that's a lot for for you know shooting, you know, passing it to the net. But uh, you know, that is something else for for a guy. Two hundred fifty-one goals, AJ, for a for a guy that we kept saying. Oh my God! I wish he would just shoot the puck every now and then, you know. It, right? It's, it's something else, and, and you know, Sharks last. Oh, and somebody bought. Somebody just got his his Leafs jersey. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm all set, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to go, guys. <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm ready to go. They just need another outdoor but game anyway. for sure. Um, you know, I hey, my Centennial Classics on the way. <laughs> oh, did you order it? Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm glad. Was it that link I sent you? Yeah, I just hope I can strip it. I'm sure I can't, but it'll, <laughs> it it would be nice. Um, dude, there's. I mean, there's a lot to. Uh, I mean, 15 years. See, the other thing. A lot of people laughed at the Sharks for a long time for for good reason. <laughs> the the team really never had an identity until the arrival of Owen Nolan. And then, and, and that kind of tied in with Daryl Sutter too. And it brought in that hard edged, that hard nose hockey. I mean, uh, uh, Nolan was just a shit kicker, uh, the, you know, and then, and you had that, at least you had that one line for a while that was fun to watch between Damfoos and Friesen and Nolan, oh, uh, a ne- little bit of a second line there for, for a scoach when you had Marlowe and Corey Uke, but we, as we all know, that was not Daryl Sutter's kind of players. <laughs> um, you know, and then of course, Richie Sundstrom and Scott Thornton, but it was like, Oh, the, you know, the sharks were never taken 
too seriously. You know, they, they made some noise here and there. Of course, there's uh, knocking out President's Trophy winners, St. Louis Blues in 2000, and all on the shoulders of Owen Nolan. There's obviously 2004 and the run that they had uh, that unfortunately came to an end against Calgary and their former goaltender. But two th- and, and what's funny is there was a lot of speculation that, you know, had there not been a lockout after that, that would have been the Sharks year. And I'm like, hmm, dare to dream. But because we all know how 2005, the 5-6 season started. But, uh, dude, I mean, when Thornton came in, all of a sudden it was – it was like when Nolan was here, it was like, okay, we can't take the Sharks lightly anymore. But when Thornton came in, it was like, okay, we actually have to respect these guys now. Yeah. And, dude, I mean, you think about the guys, <laughs> would Chichu have won the Richard with it? No. <laughs> would Nils Ekman have been a top-line guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that guy, Mark Smith. They're, they're, uh, everybody, anybody who knows me knows me. And they knows me that I loves me some Marky Smitty. I love Mark Smith. And he was usually just an energy. He was a fourth line guy. Uh, but man, there was a few times he was given an opportunity because that guy was all heart, all hustle all the time. And he was given some opportunities with Jumbo uh, uh, during one particular year. And it was the best year statistically Mark Smith ever had, oh, yeah. like goalies assists, all that. So, I mean, Thornton is, as much as you can say it, the guy makes people around him better. Uh, so I look forward to seeing how the, how Toronto deploys him. Uh, I can't imagine he's going to see a whole lot of ice time, uh, oh, you know, 12, 13, 12, 13 a night. Sure. Uh, but the other thing I think we need to consider as well is, how much fresher is he going to be now? Again, this is, we, this is COVID time. So we're not really sure, but if for some reason, by the time hockey season starts back up, that they do kind of keep the conferences the way, you know, and everybody, the divisions, everything that, how much is jumbo going to benefit from so much less travel? Yeah, no. And to stay that fresh, you you know, uh, exactly. You know, uh, Al Martin is saying made ev- made everyone good besides Milan. <laughs> Milan Mahalik. I don't remember him getting a whole lot of time with Milan, but he had some. But but th- there's a reason why he was part of the trade for Danny Heatley in '09. You know, I just again, I just for all the the Milan defenders, and you know who you are, that one guy. Um, I've said it a bajillion times is that look, and this is something that I really would like to see. You think of all the statistics that are the Corsi and all the, you know, and Fenwick and all the stuff that natural stat trick, uh, you know, charts, right. the one thing that I never see charted. And I, and I don't know why we don't is I would love to see value assessed to goal scored. Uh, you know, that was one of the things, uh, if memory did, was there ever a time that like Ronick and Mahalik were on the same team? Yeah. Uh, okay. From 07 to 09. Okay. See now that's the thing that got me is, you know, so there, so you'd have the Mahalik defenders say, oh, well, Mahalik, you know, he's posting up 30, 32 goals or whatever it was somewhere in the thirties. 
And well, Ronick only posted, you know, f- 15 or 14, like half of what Mahalik did. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you say, how can you say, uh, you know, you'd rather have Ronick out there? And the thing was, you looked at Mahalik's goals, it would be a goal that he would score when the Sharks are up 5 1 with five minutes left or down 5 1 with five minutes left. They, they were rarely, if ever, game tying goals, game winning goals. Mahalik was not scoring you high value goals. Meanwhile, Ronick, you know, he'd score 14 goals in a season. Half of them would be game winners or game tying goals. They would be significant goals. So that's, that was my point with that is that I, I would really like to see somebody track, have some sort of a value system where it's like, Oh, that was a game tying goal or a game winning goal that gets, uh, okay. If it's a game winner in overtime, that gets you five points. It's a game winner during, you know, in, in regulation, four points. Game tying, three points. You know, but it's, you know, if you score, a, you know, a fucking empty netter because you're up five nothing, yeah, you get no points for that. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember that one, that first year in San Jose that Ronick had. He had a pretty good year that year, including that game seven against Calgary. Uh, was a pretty good one. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's get to... The- Hold on. Hold on. Al sitting, please don't, I think he's saying, please don't give credit to Ronick for any game winning goal stat. Uh, <laughs> that do, year though. Do we all remember, do, do I don't give a shit. Do we all remember the time when it's like Ronick was scratched in game six and then brought in in game seven and had like a four point night? You know, I mean, dude, I don't remember Mahalik ever having a four point night when it mattered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chloe did against that one game against Detroit. And, yeah, and, but that's and, because Chloe plays the fucking puck from the other side of the bench. <laughs> and that's another memory. Those, those two those series against Detroit in 2010 and 2011, and he was a freaking beast with them. Um, but uh, let's get to some of the tweets that the Sharks players put out. Uh, this one from Evander. And remember, when Evander was traded from Buffalo, Jumbo picked him up. Which I th- yeah. at like eleven thirty at night, Evander saying, "Man, I'm gonna." Oh, I, dude, I think it was closer to like one in the morning, and it was in San Francisco. Yikes! So that you know, that's a trek. Yeah, uh, man, I'm going to miss you, but feel very fortunate to play with you and become great friends. So many fun memories in a short period of time. I'll make sure to keep your seat next to me at the back of the plane, vacant until you come back. Uh, it's funny that both Evander and, uh, if memory serves, Eric Carlson kind of alluding to that, oh, that this is great, but he's going to return. And I'm kind of going, yeah. really? Yeah. No. All, all right. And Eric Carlson, all the best to the big man. Hopefully this is not our last photo taken together, both as sharks. Oh, boy. Is he saying that, you know, what I think he's saying? No. <laughs> I'm, I don't even want to get into it. And what's funny, hold on, go back to the EK1 for a second, yeah. the 65. Uh, no, I think it's funny is that you look at it like Carlson is like, oh, and Jumbo's just like, yeah, cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like half smile. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I was, it's like, I'm over here with with Joe Thornton. And Jumbo's like, yeah, but, yeah, but I, I just freshly shaved like two minutes ago. Yeah, and and by the time this, you know, by the time our little evening is over, I'll ha- I'll still have more facial hair than you. But go ahead. 
You're right. You're right. Uh, Kevin LeBanc, mentor, line mate, friend, and all of the above. Going to miss having him around the locker room. They don't make him like they don't make them like him anymore. Uh, you got a good one, Maple Leafs. Good luck in blue jumbo. I mean, definitely you know, love there. Go ahead. You know what I'm a little surprised about, but then not, is um, there's nothing on Joe Pavelski's social media about jumbo. But then again, Pavelski, not the biggest guy, but Pavelski hasn't posted on Twitter since February 24th. So... You know, he probably forgot his password or something. I don't know. But uh, that is, I'm a little surprised we haven't seen some sort of comment in the media from, from Pavs because, um, you know, a- after uh, Jumbo had the, the captaincy stripped, well, uh, it was kind of round robin there for a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Because and it... then. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, obviously eventually showing up with Pavelski, but. Was that the season where it's like, I don't know, five different guys they traded it off? Or am I conflating something? Uh, when they gave it to Pavelski. When, no, before they gave it to Pavelski. Yeah, who who had it before then? Uh, well, it was Jumbo. Then Jumbo got stripped of it, and then there wasn't a captain in fourteen fifteen. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. You know what? I'm I'm conflating it with like the season where it's like Ricci had 20 games, Macaulay had 20 games, like half the team yeah. had 20 games at the patch on. But yeah, okay, that there wasn't, and that now I'm it's it's rolling back in my mind because I'm like, oh yeah, Winnipeg, who's your captain? And right. it's like, where's your Wi-Fi? Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Not at Eric's. Yeah, I know <laughs> that. I knew that was coming. That's why I get that one out. Uh, Curtis Pashelka from the Mercury News uh, had tweeted out that he spoke to Tomas Hurdle, and uh, you know he, he said he just told me he would miss me. I was thanking him because he was such a great teammate to me. It's sad because we've been playing f- with him for so long. You feel like you've always played with him. You know, I mean, the King's English, of course, from Hurdle. Yeah, for sure. I mean. <laughs> Okay, you know what, Hurdle? You want to impress me? Name the baby Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Whether right? it's a boy or whether it's a boy or a girl, you know, Joanna, Joseph, doesn't matter. <laughs> Josephine, you know, no pressure there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that... or you go hard left turn and you name him, you name the child one of four. Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, <laughs> Leonardo, any of those four. Then I'll be impressed. I, I think his then wife Annette will be like, um, no. No, we've taken this ninja, who's, who, this ninja hurdle thing just a little too far. Um, honey, who's bringing home the cash? Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, after seeing what Hurdle wrote, and I don't have the one from Couture, but it, those hit. Those hit hard, AJ. I mean, those hit really hard. And, and I, I was thinking to myself as I'm, as we were getting ready for this, and it's like, man, I, I don't really think I was like this bad with when Marlo left. And I don't mean any disrespect to Patty, but I mean, you know, Jumbo changed and impacted this this franchise for so much. See. Like, I understand what you're saying, but for me, I sit there and think, 
like th- this wasn't a shock to me. Again, well, it's yeah. like I, I expected this to happen. So I think that's why I'm kind of like, you know, it's, you know, kind of an end of an era. But right. it's, the, the, you know, I feel like the, the Sharks kind of needed him to move on to to a certain extent. It's the Sharks do have to take the next step to the next era. And if you keep holding on to the past, you can't get to the future. Uh, again, it, uh, you know, I'm someone who would kind of argue that if, if, you know, I, I don't want to get back into the whole, you know, if I could turn back time thing, uh, you, you know, maybe if the sharks don't sign Eric Carlson, they have that money plus the money that was given to Thornton plus the money that was given to Marlowe. And maybe you use that to re you your, you knew you had Merkley in the pipeline. I don't know why you need three of these guys, you know, between Merkley Carlson and Burns. But you knew that, so I, you know, the Carlson signing didn't make a lot of sense to me, and that is an awful lot of, that's like almost $15 million. That's a lot of money to be used to replace a Nyquist and a Donskoy and a Pavelski and go out there and get some, you know, so, so to, to keep you at that level where you're the second highest scoring team in the league. Right. Um, Couple things here. Patrick Marlowe via text said, words can't express what Jumbo has meant for my career. I love him like a brother, and I know he will be an amazing influence for the Leafs. Our loss is their gain, no question. Um, I think that probably holds particularly true for Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, who now have a new father. Um, <laughs> Brent Burns saying, going to miss the big guy. I learned a lot from him and just going to miss his presence. Uh, obviously, there's a facial hair thing there. Uh, he's one of a kind and not anyone else like him. Tough to see him go, but happy for him going back near his family. I know how much they will all love that. And then Couture, I guess it's fair to say, Jesus Christ. Uh, I guess it's fair to say that I'm still kind of numb about it. At the same time, it's his choice, and everyone in this organization respects him for everything that he's done for all of us players. He's meant so much for my career. So um, there you go. Uh, in fact, hold on. Joe Thornton spent some time before the news broke today to call some of his Sharks teammates, including Couture. That's just who Joe is, such a respectful person, said Couture, who added he has no doubt that Joe will contribute to the Leafs. So, I mean, who's the one guy who's going to come out and go, hey, you know what, I'm not going to miss the goddamn guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? The one guy who might say that is probably, like, the guy who has to, like, uh, make all the jerseys because like Jumbo was known for like what changing his jersey every period. Right. Yeah. He would always yeah. have three <laughs> three jerseys per game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's like one guy who's just going, yeah, I'm not going to miss him in the least because I'm tired of making three jerseys every <laughs> game. You got that guy, or there's somebody else going. You know, finally we're going to have a room filled with people actually wearing shirts after the game. Uh, see, I I when. <laughs> You know, I kind of feel like we we should just go topless. We won't, we aren't going to show too much on here. Yeah, come on, ready? Let's get well, those things up, people. Let's go. The this is uh, kind of an interesting thing, though. And Anthony says this in the chat. Couture has total control of the dressing room. At this point now, I kind of think you have to go with that because yeah. you essentially have the three biggest names from this team. Gone. I mean, 
Thornton gone, Pavelski gone. Now, Marlowe, he left, you know, a couple years. Yeah, okay. And then and he comes back. Uh, you know, I mean, you don't lose seniority, uh, but you're, you know, you don't know what happened during those two years while you were in Toronto. Things have changed. But at this point, yeah, you would think that your leaders are going to be Couture and Burns and Vlasic. Um, that's, you know, that definitely a presence in the room. And remember Joe Thornton, that dude is a hockey rat. Oh yeah. You know, loves to be out there. Just like Pavelski used to be the first one on last one off. Uh, you, you look at hurdle always like the last one off the ice and warm up skate. There are certain guys that they're like that. Jumbo was one of those, um, y- you know, so it's, it's obviously going to be a loss for for the sharks at least and and i think you know kind of difficult to a certain extent when you have marlo there for so long you lose him then season or uh you know then you end up losing pavelski now you're losing thornton this is some big names to lose from a room over the course of just a couple years and granted yeah you did get marlo back let's be honest does anybody expect marlo to be there in the sharks dressing room next season as a player you know, maybe as a coach, I don't know, but as a player, I, you know, I wouldn't bet money on it. I think this year is quite possibly Marlowe's last ride. I, I w- and of course, being in a COVID world, that super sucks. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's expected to break the all times game played record. Just think he dealt with a canceled season, one lockout COVID. I mean, he, he could be. Oh, or you already would have broken the record. He could have been breaking, you know, nineteen hundred games. Yeah, I was gonna say he could have been, could have been, he could have been close to knocking on two K. Yeah, which would be an astonish, an absolute crazy astonishment. Uh, yeah, accomplishment. I mean, you're talking. He lost what? He lost what? Like so, like thirty eight games or thirty six games when they only played the forty eight uh, back during the four uh, games. Yeah, and that was back in, what was that, like 2012, 2012, 2011? Yeah, so you have that. You have the complete loss season in 5-6. So that's I mean, dude, right there, that's like... 116. Yeah, yeah, so that's 116 right there. You add 116 to where he's at, all of a sudden that puts him to what, like 1850, 1860, somewhere in that neck of the woods? 1723, I think 1839 right now. I was told there was a Okay. Yeah. But either way, so that, you know, that gives him, yeah, you're right. You you take out a couple of those things. Dude, he could, and then you add this season on top of it. Dude, he could be not, he might play, he, you know, look, I'd consider saying, hey, you want to take, you know, you're only going to play seven minutes a night. And you're going to be playing fourth line. But, hey, do you want to take a shot at 2K? Be the only player to ever do it in history. Pretty significant. Right. And just think of it, we'll cut you in on the merchandising, you know? <laughs> uh, whoever's designing that logo, you better be knocking it out. So a uh, few things in the chat before we uh, get out of here. Uh, you know, Sharks last, Kathy saying, I gave my kitty the middle name of Joseph. Does that count for something? Sure. <laughs> for naming for naming their uh, little ones after Jumbo. Uh, you know, Anthony Sanchez saying today's news of Thornton leaving just makes the 2016 cup finals hurt a little more knowing how close oh, you, how close you were. Yep. 
and uh, dude, you gotta you gotta slide those those comments down, bro. <laughs> pull that pull that down to where it's just over our names. There we go. Uh, you know, uh, a little more, a little more, and then maybe center. You want me to center? Okay, there we go. Yeah, so there's actually a center line. At, uh, keep there we go. Okay, uh, now it makes sense. <laughs> Don't forget, Mister Eleven Point Five Million as a leader in the room too. Uh, I mean, now, I mean, on did, it, hold on. Did you did you misspell diva? Oh boy. <laughs> did you misspell diva? When you wrote leader? Well, now you, you, you're down to three alternates. I, I wonder who who's kind of getting the short end of the stick now with uh, Carlson, Burns, and Hurdle. Maybe they maybe they throw an A at, at Vlasic. If he wants it. I know he had it once before, but then he's like, nah, I'm good. I'll just call maybe everybody it, F face. Maybe they throw it at, at Kane. Yeah, that's that's a possibility too. For sure. I mean, if they're gonna ride, if they're gonna ride five, you know, where it's like, okay, two guys for home, two guys in. I still don't like that. I think it's ridiculous. And if I remember correctly, Remenda said the same thing. He thought it was silly. Uh, I think you know, it's like Couture is your captain. Fine. Um, you know, I honestly, the A's. I you know, I I think you you give it to Burns. And the other one, I could see if you want to, you know, kind of pass the torch a little bit you give it to Kane yeah uh Kane yeah I mean honestly if and and this this isn't you know the first time that the Sharks have done you know multiple A's you know so hey hey, how you doing (laughs) I should have saw that one coming oh boy oh these Adidas jerseys just fit so poorly I hate them (laughs) If somebody knows how to get Adidas made in Canada jerseys, contact the both of us. That'd be great. Yeah, hook your brother up. All right. With that, we are just about done. In case you missed anything, would you want to watch this again? Check us out on tealtownusa.com. We're your favorite podcatcher. We're all over the place. So check us out there. Uh, If there's a police chase uh, over the next three hours, you can find us on Discord. Right. Uh, if you want to know what the link is, uh, follow Teal Town USA on Twitter. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Pucknologist Sunday night, I'm assuming, since we've had a lot of sharks. Uh, uh, nothing set in stone, but I'm going to lean towards yes. Okay. I have not talked to my uh, co-hosts about that yet. Uh, and maybe I just won't, and I'll just do it by myself. No. Um, oh, <laughs> uh yeah no we'll see what happens uh especially if anything else kind of rolls down the pipe but uh right now it's it's 50 50 like our last year we figured yeah went two and a half hours that's probably good for the next two months but uh right now there are some things things to say so yeah we we might get into it uh the other thing i should point out really quickly too uh check us out twitter and instagram posted uh, photos of basically a leak of what the new training ball cap is going to look like for the Sharks this upcoming season. So if you want to see what the uh, the new hat looks like for the training camp, which will start sometime in my lifetime, uh, you can find it there on Instagram or Twitter. I'm AJ underscore strong on Twitter and social media. And with that, I have to pee, so let's go. All right. I'm at PuckGuy14. Go, 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 go. Uh, on the Twitter and the Instagram uh, last Finish. last tweet three hours ago. Sharks haven't said anything except going to log off for a bit. 
BRB, maybe. And until then, keep it. And hold on. How tone deaf was that? Like, I understand what they're saying. Like, like I get the gag where it's kind of like, you know, oh, we just don't know how we feel about this and blah, blah, blah. They're, like, there's twofold. It's it's that, but it's also like, holy shit, it's Friday. This is like, you know, dump the news time. We need to go make a video. Now, you would think that the monkeys in the graphics department have already something like in the can because you had to think that this could happen. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Get on the stick. I understand what they're doing, but it was still silly. Anyway, good night, everybody. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. And there he goes. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for watching. Get those likes up. Come on, let's go.